Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and today I get to welcome serial entrepreneur Claire Bond to the show. And she is here to talk about your personal brand and why you can't hide from it anymore. This is a big topic. It's an important topic. We all have a personal brand, whether we recognize it or not, and it's time to take control of it. Now, Claire is currently the CEO and founder of Claire Band. Bond Group, like Autobahn, <laughs> a registered Delaware holding company that includes status branding, online profile pros, biz with Claire, and Claire Bond Personal Brand Consulting. Now, she has been helping high-achieving entrepreneurs, excuse me, investors, founders, and executives create their best personal brand for over 10 years. And as an entrepreneur and influencer with over 70,000 followers on social media, she has learned the importance of creating and maintaining your personal brand. We're going to be talking a lot about that, so pay attention, personal brand. She has been featured in Entrepreneur, Forbes, This Week in Startups with Jason Calacanis, Market Watch, and Ticker Australia, to name a few. Now, she's here to share some pretty important points, how a great personal band brand is going to be, it's Monday, is a foundation for a successful career business and how entrepreneurs and small and mid-sized business owners can boost revenue by showcasing their subject expertise and leveraging their authority. Who will benefit from working on their personal brand? That would be me. I need help. And what is the most important step in building your personal brand? Claire, welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm so excited to have you here because I have questions. Thank you so much for having me, Denise. <laughs> I, not to scare you, but I've got questions. <laughs> so, <yeah>. A problem <gasps> okay, with my well, voice. I've got answers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what, let, let's just start very quickly. Is there anything that I forgot to tell people about you or that you think is important before I start peppering you with questions? No, I mean you 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 got all the the high points. I'm like, wow, okay, um, yeah. Um, and mo- okay. the most important thing that I think that people need to realize is that you know you already have a personal brand, and you did mention that. But it's because I can Google you. <clears throat> I can do a deep dive into who you are um, <clears throat> by looking at you on social media and um, by doing a Google search. So it's not something you can hide from. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, you can drive some of it. If it's icky, you can drive some of it down with better stuff. But, you know, that's a whole different thing. Right. So here's the thing. Personal branding, consumer branding, we've been talking about branding a lot on this show. It's a very hot topic. So I'm glad you're here to talk uh, about personal branding because we don't think about it. We're so concerned, small business owners are so concerned with, you know, how many clicks can I get? How, is my funnel working? They're not even thinking, this is just my opinion. You can correct me. I may cry, but you can correct me. But <laughs> my opinion is that so many people don't understand that these days, and this is not new. This has been going on for a while. People, <clears throat> excuse me, my I've been sucking on uh, honey to try to ease my throat. 
I didn't mean to do that on the air. I apologize. Um, but it it occurs to me that people don't understand for some odd reason that you are your business. Doesn't matter if you're the CEO, if you're you know the business owner. People want to know you, like you, and trust you. You can't really separate the two. Or mm-hmm. am I wrong? How far off? No, am I? you're very right. No, you're very right. I think, um, and it's 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 kind of one of those things where I mean, you know, my partner and I have to tell people, and and sometimes people don't believe me, and that's their choice. Um, I give you an example. So uh, one of my uh, business partners, you know, fr- friends like go back like way back in college and everything. They do a ranch sales business in Texas, and they they're like, oh yeah, you know that social media. I don't understand any of that kind of stuff. And the, the lead guys that run it like have amazing awards and the things that they have done are absolutely amazing. And the amount of information that they know about the, the ranch industry and about, you know, oil rights, mineral rights, like all these things that, that you need to know if you're getting, get a ranch in Texas. Um, and basically they're, they're letting their junior associates run on social media and do all this sort of stuff. And they are getting known People want to talk to their junior associates and not oh. them, the business owners. Oh. Gotcha. And so you, you basically, you're kind of just forfeiting your business in some respect sometimes um, if you are not in, in control of it. So the, another thing that, that, you know, these particular two gentlemen said that they were like, well, I want my business to do well. Um, you know, I want the business to, suc- to succeed, and I, that's what my goal is, is the business. Well, unfortunately, the, you know, leaders in ranch sales, I mean, if you think about any realtor or anything like that, I in, live in Los Angeles, but think about million-dollar listing Los Angeles. Like, these, they want these people that they know are on TV, are going to, like, kick ass, take names, and, and get the best amount of money for their house. That's who they want to sell their property. That's who you want to sell your ranch. So you have to get out there and and show that you are worthy. Um, you know, for me, I am a competitive person, so I think about the fact that if I'm not doing it, a lesser, you know, skilled competitor is, is you know, beating me, and I don't particularly like that because a lot of times I'm like, why is this guy the one getting all of the accolades when I've actually been slogging and doing this for so long? And I know a lot of people in the small business world know exactly what I'm talking about because I've been doing it for years, and I, and I used to be the one that hid behind the, the shadows and didn't get out there in the forefront, and that is precisely why I know this works and why um, I am, you know, a champion for this because it does work. And just like those, those gentlemen with my, you know, for my business partner, their, their associates are getting, they're getting the, you know, the light shine on them and they don't have the accolades, the awards and all, you know, all the, all the things that they have done over their career. Um, and basically, that's what you need to do. So if you're, you're competitive, that's a really way to look at it. But another way to look at it is people want to know what you know. They need help. And just being kind and giving a gift of your knowledge is, you know, th- that's also just it, – it is a great feeling to, to be able to do that. I mean, I – you know, I'm, I'm – 
try to be on a lot of things and podcasts and, you know, news interviews and things like that. And I literally have clients that come to me and they'll be like, you know, Claire, you said this thing and it really spoke to me and whatever. I mean, that means so much to me when I have a client essentially quote me back to me, but that's, these are all the things that, that, you know, really help you. But the bottom line of it is that people want to connect with a human being. They want to know that they're going to the best because, I mean, we are all guilty of Googling a business or someone we were going to partner with or anything, right? Anyone you're going to work with, partner with, um, a service, a product, you're going to do some research. You're not just going to go, oh, look, I saw this ad. It was cute. Now I'm going to drop some money. It's not the 1960s anymore. So, you know, we're not in the Mad Men era um, we're not in like, you know, and then, so we went from Mad Men era straight into PR era and PR, not like it's, it's not still doing well, but people could now manage their own PR because they can have a website. They have social media. They can put out videos. You are in control of the narrative. We're in such an amazing time that I really feel that if you're not taking advantage of it, it's, it's just it's just, yeah, I, I, it's a sad thing if you're not taking advantage of it because t- times change. Things will change, and we won't be in this era of, of being really able to control things. Listen, I agree with you, and I'm thinking about your, your partner's friends, I guess. I don't know mm-hmm. if they've thought about this. I'm sure your partner has, but these guys, these lower-level guys in the firm, they're going to split off at some point. They're going to either go on their own or they're going to start their own firm. And guess who's going with them? That's not smart. Customers. It's not That's smart. That's exactly right. Right. So I hope you guys have but talked them into things, shining. Yeah, it's, you know, sometimes you deal with, with somebody that just is very resistant to technology and to change. Um and, you know, sometimes they get, you know, dragged behind and, and sometimes they don't. Bad. Sometimes they get left behind. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, the thing is, you, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but what are you going to do? That's sad and I, I feel bad for them because <laughs> at some point they're going to say, you know, we should have listened to you. We right. really should have. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Well, that's, that's the thing. I try to, I, you know, give my knowledge, but there are people that won't listen to it and they won't do anything about it, and that is their prerogative. Um, and, and that's just, you know, I've, I've done my job because I've given you the best knowledge and the best, um, you know, things that I do myself, things that I give, the advice I give to my clients, giving you the very best advice that I could. You chose not to take it. That's your choice. So, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm worried about these guys, and I don't even know them. <laughs> That's how it works. So here's the thing about social media. It is, and, and I can understand why they're a little bit concerned, because it is so, so easy to go wrong very, very quickly. Very, There's a lot of bad advice out there. People don't know what yeah. they should share, how they should share it. Right. I can tell you a few things you don't want to share is pictures of your small children in bathing suits. Let oh, me, yeah. I'm not going to tell you where yeah. those go, but... Take a wild guess. They're out there. They're going to land on websites that you can't get them off of. It's horrible. You also, listen, I had, this is years ago, and I still am just kind of shocked, but I had a girl come on my podcast. I've been doing this for 
13 years, so this was a long time ago. And like me, she's a web developer. She's a very talented web developer. And I did not do my due diligence. I did the pre-interview because I always want to know, you know, can we speak for an hour? And if we can, great. Shame on me. I didn't go look on, this is early in, in my early days, so that's a little bit of a reason, but I didn't go look at her social media. And when I did, I was like, oh my God, this girl was sprawled practically naked on her bed in a tiny bikini. She could not, I could not take her seriously. My audience would not be able to take her seriously as a professional. I had to delete it. And it was that, Mm -hmm. and she had a really bad language. She, you know, was salty. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. But Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. was, it was sad because she had a lot of great information, very talented, but she came across as frankly quite trashy. Mm-hmm. Bad. Yeah, personal, I mean, personal, you know, branding. I mean, it was like I was like, oh, yeah, <gasps> I couldn't get rid of it quickly mm-hmm. enough. It's not. It's 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 how you're perceived by others. So it's it's exactly. how even if you work in a business, it's how your colleagues perceive you. It's how your boss perceive, perceives you. So it really follows you everywhere. Whether you want to get into um, a you know industry club or group or you know think about yeah invitation only events becoming a speaker they are all going to look at who you are how you present yourself um, you know I will drop the occasional you know curse word here and there so I'm not I can't say that I'm a perfect person um, but you know no, I think that ultimately it, so. <laughs> <laughs> come um, on. <laughs> but you know, but but like you were saying, I I think I, I hold myself. But I mean, Gary V is the king of dropping f bombs all the time, right? And so yeah, and I can't still listen take to him seriously. I no, I don't. Really? I cannot. I cannot listen to yeah. him. He just makes yeah. me. I, well, and I, mean, I like. It, I can read him. I cannot listen to him because uh-huh. he makes my teeth clamp together. Yeah. He's, he's, like you said, he's a little salty, but he does have good information and he definitely, you know, has done, some, you know, has a lot of knowledge that he can share. Yes, so his personal brand is strong. I, I think that ultimately it's how you're, it is how you're perceived by others. So a brand is how, you know, your any brand is, is perceived by others. So a personal brand is how you're perceived by others. So basically it's um, in person, online, uh, speaking over the phone, like it's, it's everything really about you. I mean, you know, um, people do make judgments about everybody and it's, it's that initial thing. Do I like them? Do I want to work with them, partner with them, all that kind of stuff. So it, it does follow you around and it will, it can either, it either helps you or it hurts you. And if it's hurting you, you need to know why and you need to know what you can do to fix that because if obviously you're a small business owner and someone doesn't want to partner with you or work with you or these kind of things, like that's a big deal because, you know, one or two of these partnerships, you know, could really hurt your business um, or help your business. So it's very, very important um, to do it correctly. And one thing to mention is that some, you know, some people may be like shying away, like, oh, you know what, I'm just not going to be online. I'm not going to do anything. The problem is, is that if you are an expert and you're supposed to be a leader in your industry and you don't show up in 2021, people are going to think, what is wrong with you? Why don't you show up? that's weird. Like, what are you hiding? 
it's not going to show up as being like, oh, I'm, you know, I really care about my privacy or, or these kind of things, which that may be the case. People are going to ask why, what's wrong. And that is something that we need to think about um, because it doesn't, it doesn't help you. That definitely hurts you. Um, you know, one of our, one of our clients um, that is one of our concierge clients, he literally didn't show up and he was a, you know, an angel investor. And it was, I literally, I remember because he invested in my company, Online Profile Pros, and I remember Googling him and going like, do I want to give this guy all of my financial details? Because you'd have to when you get, you know, bring on an investor. And I was like, is he, is he legit? He came through legitimate channels, but I had to question um, his legitimacy because he didn't show up for his name at all. He had a relatively common name, but he showed, didn't show up at, felt like if I Googled his name, Los Angeles, it would come up, but it didn't. And that was concerning to me. And so it's interesting that he did know that himself and we've definitely replicate, you know, fixed that. And there, you know, he does not have that problem anymore, but that is an issue. Um, you know, if you have a common name and some of these other things, you have to make sure that you show up. Uh, because people really are going to wonder why. Why should I trust you? Why should I give you thousands of dollars or whatever it is to do, you know, what you do if you don't show up? No one recognizes you for anything. You've never spoken anywhere. Like, you're not really an expert. Gotcha. Well, you've mentioned fix it a couple of times, and that was actually going to be my next question. If you do have a kind of a lousy personal brand or one that's just crude, or frankly, there are some pretty nasty ones out there. And these are business people who, I don't know, maybe I'm too logical linear, but it would seem that they would know better. They don't. So how yeah. do you fix something, you know, where you've just put out a bunch of, I don't know, let's go down the political rat hole. You know, people can get so nasty, <clears throat> you know, behind their keyboard. Oh. And there's no excuse for it. There yeah. just is none. And then all of yeah. a sudden they're saying, yeah, but I'm a really good, you know, insert your business persona here. So why won't people mm-hmm. pay attention to me? Well, you're kind of an ass. That's why. So how do you yeah. fix that? Um, I guess. See, I used a bad word. Well, um, how do you fix that? Um, yeah, well, so it's, it's interesting because I created a video um, last year on this very subject. And it was kind of basically just like, you know, you shut up. <laughs> but um, I like it. I, I never posted it because I just didn't really want. I didn't really want any to deal with backlash because obviously, you know, we were just such in, a, in such a crazy climate um, that I just decided not to. But basically, um, I had a, a, a friend who is, you know, an artist, and she, um, you know, she sells very large works of art for good amount of money and she posted political stuff like non-stop last year and she was getting dropped from all the organizations she was belong she belonged to she was dropped from um the you know the art houses that her art was being held in they didn't want to have a gallery opening for her like all this kind of stuff and it doesn't really matter, like, you know, you think, you know, but I'm right, and I have a lot of people that agree with me, and this kind of thing. It doesn't really matter what side of the, you know, the aisle that you're on. It doesn't matter. There, it doesn't look professional. 
I mean, I even see it on LinkedIn. I see people posting political stuff. I'm like, this is just really just not the place for it. And it gets into this nasty, heated thing. And, um, you know, then you get the dog pile of you're right, you're right, or you're wrong, you're wrong. You know, there's just, it doesn't serve a purpose in the professional world. And I think that, you know, um, you know, it's funny because you were talking about your mom and how she raised you, but like my, my mom always taught me and, and my husband is along the same line too. It's like, you never talk in polite society and polite company. You don't talk about politics, religion, or money. You just mm-hmm. don't because, yep. because it could lead to a fight. Um, and there's just, you just don't need to do it. So I just think we, we need, obviously being able to share on social media is it's so fast and easy and um, such a different way of communicating and connecting with people. But let's just remember some of these, um, you know, standards that we used to live by <laughs> because they rang true 20 years ago and they still are true today. And I think that that's what we need to remember. But if you have done stuff, um, you know, obviously, I mean, we've seen some of the, you know, nominees for the cabinet that posted stuff that's coming, coming, you know, back to bite them at this point. Um, get rid of it. <laughs> it means some, maybe someone took a screenshot of it and they're going to show it at some point and there's nothing you can do about it. So first and foremost, the key would be never, ever share it. Don't share it as a story, which obviously is only there for 24 hours because someone can, can grab it. Um, you don't share it at all. Keep it to yourself. Don't even share it if you have a private Facebook or a private Instagram. Just don't share it. Keep it to yourself. If you have shared it, get rid of it as soon as possible, and hopefully no one will remember it um, because you just don't know. Even if someone does agree with you wholeheartedly, they may, they may think, you know what, I just don't know that I want to hire this person because they are so hot-headed, they are so inflammatory, that they may say, they may, it just may make my work environment you know, not comfortable. And are they going to get along with the people that I already have here? Um, you know, do I want to partner with this person, this business, because, you know, they, they're not going to fit well with the rest of the people that I have. Um, so that's just, yeah, you're, you're going to be judged on it. So you know, the, the, the key is don't share it at all. If you have, get rid of it. I've always said that if you would not put something up on a billboard that you know your grandma's going to see, just don't do it. Seriously. Yes. Well, I remember one of my first jobs, um, I was in New York, and I worked for a financial, did PR and marketing for a financial services firm. And um, I, I sent out an email, and I don't remember, like it was something – I, I don't remember, I don't know if I sent it or someone else sent it to me, something like that. And and I remember somebody, a colleague telling me, my that their mama told them, you know, don't send an email unless it's ready to be posted across the world. If it's ready to be posted mm-hmm. on a billboard and you're not embarrassed yep. and it won't, it won't embarrass you um, and get you fired. <laughs> yeah. Just, you got to be careful. That stuff lives on. It, it lives I, in, in servers and, you know, it does. this stuff doesn't go away. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought up emails because I, mean, I am, I'm a professional. I'm a web developer. I do a lot of mm-hmm. social media marketing. I have to be very cautious, very careful about just the emails I send to my clients, to my friends. And yeah. I learned that a long time, again, a long time ago. When I learned my lessons, they stick with me. But, you know, we yeah. all take that client that our gut says, run Run now, 
But when you're first mm-hmm. you're brand new at your business, you take practically every client that comes to you, which by the way, y'all don't do it. Just don't do it. Wow. If your gut is saying if your gut is clinching, you can find money. Go mow grass, you know, until you get a better client oh. but don't take that client. So this woman yeah, and she's we- we actually no, had something similar happen recently, so we, no. we dodged the bullet. We did not take on that client, but oh no, I listened yeah. to my gut. But this yeah. woman, I didn't yeah. listen to my gut. You know, it was brand new. I needed the the money. I needed what I thought was going to be a very big name working with me, and she is. She's you know still a big name coach. The problem with her was and is that she's bat crap crazy, and I'm never going to tell you who this was, but you know, and she. I came to realize that she was also an alcoholic and probably addicted to to pain pills. But she wanted to do, and she came highly recommended from somebody else that I knew well. So, yeah, okay. I lasted two and a half weeks, and I fired her, and I refunded every single penny. I had already gone way over the retainer. And my ex-husband kept saying, we can't afford to to pay that back. We can't afford to pay that back. I I can't afford to keep her. And I'm telling you, some of those emails were so god-awful, but my point is that she did not know how to not share everything. She would send whatever she sent to me or whatever she sent to her team. We all got copied on it, and a lot of them were just bat crap crazy. They still live. I've still got some of them. I kept a few of them just as a reminder, Denise, don't take it for the money. Take it because you like the client. So, yeah, yeah, to your point, they live. They're still out there. And she mm-hmm. is nuts, I'm telling you. God bless her. I feel sorry well, for her. But just like it you is said, what it is. You, you, well, you, you, her personal brand turned you off. And you, so that was, that was a big thing because, yeah, she was something you did not want to be work, work with or be associated with. So, you know, she obviously has not done a good job of, of um, controlling the narrative of her personal brand. Or maybe that's what she likes. She likes to be, you know, repellent. But, um, I don't know. You know. Yeah. God bless her. I won't, it's, she, and every is, once in a while yeah. she'll try to contact me and say, you know, I really like you. I, I've been watching you. I really want you to work with me again. I don't I don't even respond. I mean, what do you say yeah. to somebody that is so nuts? I mean, it'll just keep on going yeah. on and on and on. So but you know, mm-hmm. she's still I'm still yeah. on her radar for some weird reason and I wish I weren't. That's crazy. Maybe she'll listen to this and be like, Oh damn <laughs> I think she's talking about me. I wonder how she's doing. I'll I give know. her a call. No, you won't. I changed my phone number. Okay, so anyway, so now we've we've kind of covered great personal branding is it's a foundation for a successful career in business. And you mentioned LinkedIn, and like you, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. I'm thinking you guys don't understand that this is business to business. This isn't Parlor yeah. or Gab or MeWe or Twitter, mm-hmm. which is a cesspool, in my opinion. We have to have it, but it's still a cesspool. So what is going on with with people who just don't understand that they can actually launch a really, and it's a long game. Let's talk about that because social media marketing, getting people to know you like you and trust you is a long game. You can't just do it, it and overnight you're a success, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I say that um, a lot in a lot of the um, uh, videos and things that I do because a lot of people think that. Um, we... I remember we had a 
a guy that wanted us to take him on as a client. We don't take on everybody. Um, and again, when we first started this, we would take on a fair amount of people. And then sometimes you would, you, you would kind of be in this position where you're trying to sell them. And I kind of pulled back and tried to be like, no, I'm an agent. I act as an agent for my client. I can't take on somebody that I don't think I can sell. Um, if you don't trust me, that, you know, all these kind of issues come up. But basically, we had this guy that he um, he had he had a Guinness Book of World Records for moon shoe something. You know those those bouncy moon shoes. I call him Pogo Stick Guy. But anyway, if anyone's heard any of my master classes, I talk about Pogo Stick Guy. So this this is a story. Anyway, so Pogo Stick Guy, he had a business, um, and we thought he wanted to to get help with running his business. So it made sense. So we did the call with him, but no, he wanted us to create viral videos for him to, to basically help him get famous before his moonshoe uh, world record on the, in the Guinness book. So basically it was just like this. I, I mean, it was just absolutely crazy. And, and we were like trying to talk about ways that, we could help him. And then later I thought about it. I'm like, I don't know how to help this guy. It's crazy. This is not what I do. I help business professionals get known. Not, I'm not creating viral videos. So I've had to change the change kind of my outlook. Whereas like sometimes we'll keep people will come to me and say, Hey, make me famous. And I'm like, I can't make you famous. You don't understand what I do. You think that I just go, you know, snap my fingers. And all of a sudden I'm just like, you're famous. Um, and you know, you, you can, a lot of times, yeah, people think they're like, okay, so the, you know, do your magic and then I can keep doing it myself. Cause how hard could it be? You're like, yep. it's real hard. <laughs> I've heard You're that too. It's like, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and, and people just think that, that, you know, we hire any person to do this stuff and it's super easy. You're like, no, we actually have like really smart people that are writing amazing captions and coming up with amazing, you know, imagery and things to go with, with the content that we create. Yeah. It is a full team that works to create this stuff. So it is not a one and done. You can just put out something that, you know, just, just like super, you're just like, ah, I don't care. Here's this thing. Oh, I can pump, punch out a couple of um, links to, TechCrunch or whatever it is, and, and just with some stupid little quippy um, comment, and there you go, my personal brand, I'm done. Everyone should know I'm an expert. No, you actually have to really do the work, and you have to be consistent. It's not one and done. It's not viral videos. It's not all this kind of stuff. You have to – I mean, you think about people that are um, – I'm actually, so someone that I've always watched um, is Jillian, Jillian Michaels. I've always done like her workouts and stuff. So I'm, she's obviously used to be on TV, but she's super consistent. I've, I've been seeing some of her stuff on YouTube. She's literally getting her phone out and videoing herself on YouTube when she used to just have obviously a crew of, um, you know, TV people to do everything for her. She's now doing it for herself because she knows that, Doing it for herself and being consistent, one, is going to help her get her app downloads and is also going to help her get whatever her next thing is, whether it's a new TV show or something like that. So she knows by being consistently out there, sharing her knowledge and giving good information is going to help bring good things to, to her. I always say that, you know, your personal brand magnetizes opportunities to you. It, people will come to you for press interviews, speaking engagements, 
um, partnership deals, job offers. That's what your personal brand can do for you. Instead of you going and knocking on doors saying, hi, will you notice me? People take notice and they say, you know what, I need somebody to help me um, with my web dev project. You know what, I really like Denise's um, podcast. That's who I want to use. That's what your personal brand does. That's the kind of stuff that you want, where you're not, you're not in a position of selling yourself, going, please hire me, please hire me. You're, basically, you're saying, do I want to take you on as a client? It's, it's a total shift, and that's what your personal brand can do because it differentiates you from the rest. You basically putting yourself out there as a true trusted expert that people want to work with. And you just you have to kind of think about it, it kind of turning the script instead of you going out and saying, please work with me. People come to you saying, please, please take me on as a client. And that's exactly what we're talking about here, where you showcase your subject expertise and your leveraging yeah. your authority, and you're actually giving people what they need. They may not even know mm-hmm. they need until they see your video or hear your podcast or, you know, look at you right. on Instagram and you posted something like, oh, I was looking for that. I didn't even know exactly. I was looking for that. So yeah. the thing is you need to be out there front and center all the time. And so many yeah. people say, well, you know, I posted something last week. Why didn't I get any clicks? Yeah. <laughs> well, right. because well, what's the shelf life of a tweet? Like two minutes or something? I mean. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But one of the the key things that um, when we have our strategy for our our clients, um, SEO is huge. So SEO on uh, YouTube videos and on their website. So for you know both Google, um, and basically the ideal situation for your personal brand is that someone is currently having an issue and they Google whatever it is. They Google personal branding. They Google web developer. They Google whatever it is, and you show up with an answer to the problem they're currently having with a blog that you wrote, and those per- that person either you know, gets on a consultation call and hires you, or they decide to follow you on social media, and eventually they'll either work with you or they'll, they'll recommend you to somebody who will work with you. So that's the kind of thing you want to show up when someone is actually in search of information. That's why the giving of knowledge and your information is so key because, um, you know, that, that's, you're going, someone's going to find your information and go, oh, my God, I, oh, my God, this actually makes sense. Thank you so much for sharing real content. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that will share information, and it's not good. You're literally like, I, I'm two minutes into this video, and you're what are you even talking about at this point? I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I'm so bored. Next. I'm going to find the next person that's going to actually give me the answer to, my, to what I need an answer to. So that's, that's the thing. If you, you are, if you are that problem solver for somebody, they are going to, they're going to, that's the beginning of the no likes and trust factor. Exactly. And you know where I find some of the worst advice? Facebook groups. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, I belong to several podcasting groups and I've said this on the radio. I'll say it again. I will get in there and lurk around. Excuse me. I'm coughing all over you. I'll get in there and lurk (laughs) around just to see what kind of advice is being given. And Claire, I'm going to tell you right now, I will never need a facelift. 
I read some of this garbage, my eyebrows hit my, my hairline, and I look chronically surprised, like I just had a bad facelift. It's horrible. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. What are you people saying? And then I'll go look at them, and they've been a podcaster for, oh, two and a half minutes, but they're experts, by golly. These people drive I... me crazy. And the problem is people <clears throat> listen to them and then take their really fantastic advice. So, you know, I know. Yeah, I Where is yeah. where is, I, know, I where saw somebody know? recently Go oh, ahead, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, so I was I saw somebody recently um on on LinkedIn post a video about that. They're like, you know, those experts that you see that, you know, once you dig into their profile, you found out that they just lost their job two months ago and now they're suddenly an expert on something. Mm-hmm. Um and mm-hmm. you need to hire them and you're like, "What?" Yeah, I it's you you can you can dig into my profile and you actually see that I have lots of marketing and branding experience. So it's not like a fly by night. I just like woke up one day and I by golly gosh I'm a personal branding expert. But you find people that do that, and people will hire them. They'll be very dissatisfied, but people will hire them, and it's very sad. And this happened some years ago. It's happening with the podcast industry now, but this happened with the virtual mm-hmm. assistance industry. Oh, gosh, probably 10 years ago. As a web developer, I became inadvertently an, a virtual assistant expert. I was really at the top of my game. I was at the higher end of all retainer fees, and I finally just got so bored with it. There's really – and too many people were coming in doing exactly what you're talking about. They got fired you know, as a receptionist, or they had a keyboard, and they had been – oh, let's say a dentist receptionist for, you know, maybe six months before they got kicked. And all of a sudden, they're virtual assistant industry experts. No, you're Mm -hmm. not. You don't know what you're doing. You haven't done the time. You haven't learned anything. I finally got out of the industry, partly because there was just no more challenge for me, but partly because of exactly what you're talking about. These, you know, people are all of a sudden, they're experts, and they cause so much trouble. And people hire them, yeah. and then the people that you know brought them onto their their platform, if you will, and got ruined from it. Now they're out there bad mouthing the entire industry instead of the person who ruined it. It's it's bad. Yeah. So be careful. What, yeah. what I would say to anybody yeah. who's listening is use your common sense. Mm-hmm. You know, find out what people know, what they don't know, and get review. I mean, get people referrals. Get referrals. Seriously, I cannot stress mm-hmm. this enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and but but you're saying people to do that for people they they work with and hire, but it, it goes both ways. So you know, they, the uh, you know, every all of us really need to be very mindful, especially you know, you own your own business or yeah, you you need to be mindful of of all of that. Make sure you have real testimonials. I mean, I'm on my website. I've got videos. All my clients. I'm like, we need to do a video because I need people to know. Um, the, the the quality of the work that I do and I need you to vouch for me and um yeah you, you that's the kind of world we're living in where someone can just spool up a website you know put on um you know uh like some, some tweets and do some pretty pictures on Instagram um and all of a sudden they're an expert in something and it's it can it can obviously really help a true expert, but it can help a fake expert as well. If they're good at kind of the whole facade. But obviously once you go look behind the facade and you're like, oh, wow, okay, you're not anything, you know, at, at all an expert. 
But ultimately, people will find this out. Hope, I mean, hopefully they won't learn the hard way um, by hiring them and then going, oh, I should have done my due diligence. Uh, but, it, you know, it is an unfortunate thing that because it's easy, as I mentioned before, easier, um, you know, less barriers to entry for all of us to be able to build our personal brand, it means that the fakers and the players can do it too. Um, but a true personal brand in the sense that I am talking is not a fake it till you make it kind of thing. You have to be a true leader and a true expert. So if you're not, then get it, get that expertise, and then, and then lead with that. Um, I, you know, sometimes I have people come to me and, and they want to do a consultation and they don't really even know what they want to be known for. They have like no like solid, but they also want to, they kind of want to use their personal brand to rebrand themselves. I'm fine with, but it's, it's not just like, let me rebrand myself to fool people. Don't yeah. fool people. You can, yeah. you, you can learn along the way. And I mean, I've obviously, I've changed my personal brand. I mean, my, um, I, my website, I, mean, I used to do food blogging and food videos. Um, I was an actress, which taught me how to brand myself. But I was doing a lot of food blogging and um, lifestyle blogging while I, was, I had my business. Um, it did teach me a lot of how to use social media and how to brand myself. But, um, you know, it, I, that's the thing is that you can't ultimately at one point just be like, I'm going to learn as I go and say I'm an expert. <laughs> you can't do both. I wish more people would figure that out before they hurt themselves yeah. and hurt other people. It's just astonishing to me. But again, keyboards, yeah. you know, those magic keyboards. Yep. So let's, yep. what is the most important step when you start to build your personal brand? Because, again, it is part of your business brand. So where do you start? Mm-hmm. Do you have like one, two, three, four steps? Where do we go? To me, the most important thing, um, and I, I this to me, it's really, 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 really key. You you need to find your home, um, and that's going to be your name. So you need to own your name. Go get your domain. Go daddy. Has, hopefully, yep. it's your yeah, it's your full name, your your first and last name. If you can't get your first and last name, uh, use a middle initial. Use your middle name. Um, try to get a little bit creative, but don't get cutesy. No, you know weird cutesy little name that you know maybe your first your first um email handle or or something was right when you were you were 10 yeah none of that that is not going to work with your personal brand when you're an adult Um, yeah yeah so um that is going to be very very key and you want to go and get that website and then once you get that website you need to then Take that and get that, you know, go and get that handle across every social media platform you could possibly think of, um, even if you're not going to use it, um, just to go and own your space so no one can take it away from you. Um, you know, I don't personally use TikTok. I don't think no, in my particular business, yeah, that it's going to be useful. But I have one, and no one can take it away from me. <laughs> and, then, and that's ultimately what you want. Um, and you, cause you want it to be easy. Someone's like, you know, where, where do I find Claire Bond? Well, I'll, I'll, you might just do a straight Google search. The first thing you're going to find is you're going to find my website. Probably the next thing from, you know, when I look at it, a lot of times it's my Twitter account. 
but you are going to find how to get in touch with me, and that is what you want. You want you don't want your information, especially for a business. When you want, you know, you're using your personal brand for your business to solidify your business. You really want people to find the information you want them to find. Like we were talking about earlier, if they they find information that you don't want them to find, that's not good. Let's get the good information, the narrative you want to push out there front and center on the first page of Google, that is going to be essentially your homework. Um, and you can really do that by getting a website, putting up social media. You know, if you have to, you can get like an about me page. Like there's other things you can do that will rank high on Google um, to make sure you like really own that first page. But that's going to be key is just getting that domain and securing all those, all those social media handles because, um, no one can take it away from you, and now you have options. Exactly. And I did that years ago. You know, before talking here, I mean, I did that probably 15 years ago whenever social media yeah. really started taking off. But here's the thing. People say, well, I don't have anything to put on a website. I can't afford a web developer. Listen, you can create very quickly. There are themes out there. WordPress has them for free. Mm-hmm. You can just yeah. do what I would call a business card website. Like you just yeah. said, Claire, put up your social pager. media, a one-pager, yeah. just a little bit about you, where people can find you, your email address, and all your social media icons. If you're yeah. doing it on your own, it may take you a few hours. If you have somebody who can help you with it, you're talking about an hour. Just get it done. Get it done. Yeah. And like you said, um, I always tell people to use, to use WordPress um, because WordPress is really great for SEO. Um, I don't know SEO on Squarespace or Wix or any of those kind of no. things. WordPress has so many, like, yeah, get an, get Yoast SEO plugin, SEO everything. It literally, you want Yoast to turn green, right? Green is good. Um, red is bad. And that's it. One pager, SEO it for your name. You are done. If that's, if you just want to like kind of put your stake in the ground, own your name, that is the key. Do WordPress. And, um, yeah, not WordPress.com, WordPress on your domain. (laughs) I was just going to say do not use WordPress.com. Go ahead and pay HostGator or do not use GoDaddy as a host. I'm warning you right now, don't do it. My company will not take clients. Yeah. I mean, for domain names, that's great. But we won't take clients who will not move from from GoDaddy. Oh, like that one too. I don't know if you're familiar with Kinsta. Yeah, I that's, am. Yeah. Oh, love them. But do so, not go with WordPress.com. No, and and GoDaddy, I did I did hosting with them, and it's awful. No, I awful. won't take. Seriously, I have turned people away. So, oh well, yeah, I've been with them a long time. Good luck to you. I will not build yeah. a website on GoDaddy.com. It takes hours. They uh, mm-hmm. don't even get me started. Just don't do it. <laughs> Trust us both. I know. On this. Don't do it so we've it's got so to funny. start yeah i mean i sorry go ahead <laughs> no 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 keep going oh i was just gonna say that yeah our developer um a long time ago was like i hate godaddy and eventually we we switched um because because it just became such a problem um there's they kind of clamp you down where you can't you don't have any choices and, and they want to nickel and dime you for everything and 
yeah, you get you find out there's like other choices out there, and you're like, oh my god, I'm not being nickeled and dimed. I'm there's actually really great customer support and all these things. GoDaddy's not user friendly. No, years ago I was building a website for a university. Now you know what kind of bureaucracy goes there, and this thing was mm-hmm. for an event that had to be done on a certain day at a certain time. It had to launch for this big event. And GoDaddy kept stalling out. We couldn't move. And I finally contacted her and I said, listen, I can't do this. And, you know, I proved to her that it was stalling out, that we couldn't, we couldn't move. And she said, it'll take me weeks to get them to, to, you know, pay for the host gator or whatever. We eventually went to host gator. I said, then I'm going to have to refund you. I'm, you know, and I had done weeks of work, but I was willing to just stop and refund. She said, never mind. I'm going to pay for it myself. We got it up and running, but we had to move from GoDaddy to make it happen. It's crazy. It really is. So we're talking, boy, we are just wandering all over the place, but, you know, this is all important. (laughs) (laughs) This this is important stuff. you got a couple of nerds here talking. So basically, It (laughs) it really is important. So Put your stake in the ground. I love that. I've already done that. I don't have a TikTok. I'm going to, I just wrote it down. Go to TikTok. I'm going to go get that one. Yeah. Oh, crap. I hope nobody's going to go grab it before. Well, that's okay. (laughs) Nobody's really listening, right? So anyway, um, (laughs) so what's, what's next? So once you've got, you know, you've got your name, you've got your website, you've got your Mm -hmm. stick in the ground. Let's talk again, stick in the ground. Let's talk about, again, about SEO, because that's a, big massive whirling confusion for a lot of people you know they feel like they either have to hire a company at really expensive rates but they don't do they i mean sometimes just the the words you use the sentences you use are important so let's talk about that a bit because i think what people don't really understand and they don't let's go back to your domain name again if you are using something like you know wd40. Com, well, not David, but if you're using, you know, you've got yeah. a little business and you want to brand yourself, yeah, and, and nobody can read it. Google can't read it either. Yeah. If it's a bunch of, you know, name, if it's not a name, if it's not an actual readable, pronounceable name, you just screwed yourself. I'm just going to tell you right now, you really messed up. Google wants com. to exactly it has to be a .com google has to be able to read it people humans have to be able to read it so if it's the initials mm-hmm. of your company and they're not going to make a lick of sense to anybody they're just not yes. so you have to you yep. can go ahead and redirect it but you still have to have a working name so that's rant over mhm okay so let's talk about seo what do you recommend people do when you know, they're trying to maybe start on their own before they go, okay, I really need help. What should they be writing? Um, I mean, I, SEO is a very, um, it is an ever-changing landscape, and that is the, the truth of it is. You know, and, and that's true with, with social media as well, the ever-changing algorithm for everything that you have to, to be mindful of. So, um I think one of the, the biggest things is, you know, if you get your WordPress website set up, get Yoast SEO. Um, they do have it. They do have a free one um, as well as a a premium one. But just just make Yoast green, and that that's your basic. 
Um, there are best practices beyond that that um, I could go into ad nauseum, but ultimately the easiest thing to do is just make sure that Yoast is green. It'll tell you the basic number of words that you need. It's going to tell you how many times you need to say the keyword and all that kind of stuff. It really does kind of walk you through um, the process. And I think that's kind of one of the easiest things to do if you have no idea how to do it because otherwise I'm going to be giving you this like long list of the things to do, but Yoast will just basically You'll, you'll, yeah, just make your screen and you'll be able <laughs> you've SEO'd your blog or your website. Um, and, you know, obviously there are other things that you can do as a, as a deeper dive, but just starting out, that would be the, key, the easiest way to do it. Exactly. I agree with you. I use it on all of my websites. So probably the question people who are listening to us and trying to make sense of some of what we're talking about, but I think we're perfectly rational and reasonable here, so I hope people understand what we're talking about. But So the question would be, who is going to benefit from working on their personal brand? And we can't say everybody. You know, I get this all the time when, you know, people come to me and they say, Denise, I need a website. My first, you know, question is, who's your audience? Oh, everybody. Nope. Nope. So let's talk about that. Um. I do believe that most people will benefit from working on their personal brand because ultimately you already have one. And it doesn't really matter if you are looking for a job as a waitress or you're looking for a job as um, an executive. Somebody will Google you. And if you have tons of bong photos, I mean, you know, um, maybe it'll help you. (laughs) I, I see it probably as being a bad thing. So, Ultimately, you need to know what's out there about you, and you need to make sure that it's not going to hurt you get whatever you want to do, um, you know, a job, um, get into a, a group that you want to do, get into, that kind of thing. So ultimately, all of us need to be mindful of what is out there and if it's, um, you know, helping us or hurting us. As far as, like, building a website and really and creating content and being an expert, um, yeah, it's not going to help everybody. It is going to help you if you are truly a subject expert um, and that will help build your business. Um, so that's ultimately what, what is going to help you. I mean, that, that's kind of the differentiator there. Um, it, it will help you get, depending on where you are in a, in a you know, corporation, it can help you get a job and get a promotion if you really have just a solid knowledge that you're putting out there. But again, it won't help every single person out there, not every single job that do they care that you have like a Twitter following. But if you are a freelance writer or you, I mean, think about things that they do want you to have a following. Um, They do want you to show that you are an expert writer in, in the financial world or whatever it is. So it, it really just depends on what your your the job you're looking for, but it'll really help small business owners, consultants, um, startup founders. You know, just really think of if when you're really starting out and you really want to show that you are an expert, um, and that it's it's going to help kind of magnetize those those um, opportunities to you. And you know, we actually have a client that came to us because he finds a lot of times like 
when you know the 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 gentleman we were mentioning of the the ranch sales you you are dealing with people that are that are very resistant to being sold to um he basically said like all of his clients essentially a lot of them like they're kind of like still with like an iphone 6 that was his analogy um that they basically are they're so hard to sell to because they're like, why? I keep doing this. I still make money. Why do I need to change? Why do I need to upgrade? Why do I need to do all these things? And basically, if you put your, your subject expertise out there, it's a softer sell, especially if it's kind of hidden um, behind helpful information that they actually want and are seeking. So that's how you, you kind of sell the, the ones that are hard to sell to is that you show yourself as an expert because you answered questions that they have. Everyone has, has problems and complications in their lives and things they want the answer to. Solve the problem for those people, and they will become clients. And I know that maybe sounds hard, but that's how you get those really difficult people that are very, very resistant. Um, so. That makes sense to me. And listen, that leads me to my next question, which is what about local SEO? Listen, I live in a small, basically rural town in southwest Louisiana. I'm about 15 miles from the coast as the the crow flies, and we get hurricanes here. We had four this past year. I just got a new roof. Um, But what I'm finding is that local people – Sometimes people don't even know you exist. As an example, there's this one little restaurant that I love, love, love in my little town. Don't go there very often because everything is fried and it's not all that healthy. But when I go, I'm very happy. What I did not realize is that directly across the street, we have one main street, literally one. And there's this 100-year-old building that is a dry cleaner. I never noticed it. I didn't know we had a local Mm -hmm. dry cleaners. That guy's missing a lot of business for this little local area, a lot of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's a lot of – there's always, you know, you'll build it and they will come. I mean, it's it's different in the, in the you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I live in Los Angeles, which is, you know, I mean, any congested, tons of businesses maybe have been hit by the pandemic. But um, if you think about using it either – People don't know you exist at all, and you're kind right. of, you know, hidden away. But at the same time, using your, you know, your personal branding and, and social media, SEO, everything to be seen in a congested and crowded market, um, it can be it can be many um, different ways. But yeah, definitely being able to be found is going to be so key. Being hidden is 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 kind of strange. <laughs> like if you're hidden, it's, I know. It's, yeah. You're, you're like, why are you hidden? Is there something wrong? <laughs> why are you hiding? If you're a business, why are you hiding? Exactly. And one thing that I've noticed on Facebook in particular, is like if I'm looking for, since we're talking about restaurants, a restaurant in my local area, the first thing I'm going to find when I say, okay, I'm looking for Chinese food restaurant in Lafayette, Louisiana, almost everything goes to Facebook, almost everything. That mm-hmm. seems to be where their SEO yeah. is really popping. So that seems to be a good way I, to, you know, build a business page and keep it populated. It is, but, um, I mean, I, I don't think 
that you should ever depend on any social media. Oh no, I agree. Because if anybody, if anybody is familiar with um, like Yelp, they have basically, if you ever get a bad review, the only way you can get rid of it, even if somebody literally, I mean, one of my friends used to have a food truck here in Los Angeles. It was the most popular food truck in all of Los Angeles, which is no small, you know, no small feat. Um, but, but basically her Yelp was tarnished from a guy that gave her a one, um, not tarnished, but she had a, a one from a guy that said basically didn't like the fact that he, that the Coke that he handed, that she handed him was warm or wasn't uh. as icy cold as he wanted it. It didn't matter that the food was really good. So the problem is you'll get these kind of people or they're, they're just not going to like something about you and they could put something nasty as a review on Facebook or Google or really anywhere. And so if you have no other way of getting found, that's going to be a problem. And I mean, I'll be honest, sometimes when, I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, lived in New York and Los Angeles. So if, if a place makes it difficult for me to find them, I'm probably not going to go eat there. I'm just exactly. Not, because I just yeah. feel like it's just, it's, crazy obviously i i grew up in a very well i did grow up in a very small town um outside of san antonio texas so i know about small towns and so i wouldn't necessarily think it's a bad thing if my local you know restaurant didn't have their menu online but in los angeles if they don't have a menu online that i can see i'm not going (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it just really kind of depends on how sophisticated your market is too Good point. I didn't even think about that. So basically, when you're doing your due diligence, you need to find out where your audience is, what you, how you need to serve them, how you need to show up, mm-hmm. and how consistent you intend on being. Does that sound about right? Yeah. All it does. Right. Yeah. I'm listening I mean, it to you. Really you see? I'm listening. Yeah. Thank you. No, but it definitely, you need to know who your market is because, you know, um, in, in my little town of Ingram, Texas, yeah, I doubt that every every restaurant's menu is online. But now that I live here in Los Angeles, it's going to be definitely a detriment to you um, if you're not. And, you, and I can't go on, you know, uh, Postmates and, and have it delivered to me within 30 minutes. That's going to be a big problem. But obviously in, in Ingram, they'd be like, Postmates, what's that? Totally different. Yeah, I've market. never heard of it. So you just need to I'm know. Your, yeah, it's basically a delivery service. You can really much have anything delivered. Um, but here in LA, we have like, I mean, we have, I think, eight different competing ones um, competing for, yeah, food delivery. So you need to know your market and how sophisticated they are and what they expect. And sometimes that literally, you know, obviously can hurt your bottom line in some respects, right? But if you're in a small town, you are going to have to do different types of marketing. Maybe it's, maybe in your small town they want flyers. Maybe they want coupons. Maybe it's just going to be a different market. So you need and everybody always needs to know who their market is, who they're talking to, and how the, the best way to reach them. And it's going to be different for every single business, and it's definitely going to be different based on where you are geographically. Um, and, and that needs to be, you know, always needs to be top of mind. And that and that's kind of goes back to the point that you made where, you know, ultimately you're not going to be able to help every single person mm-hmm. because you're not going to speak their language. <laughs> exactly right. And the thing is, people need to do their due diligence. You need to use some common sense. You need to do some mm-hmm. really deep diving and avoid, I'm going to tell you from the heart, avoid shiny object syndrome. Because somebody else is yeah. doing it does not mean it's going to work for you. I'm telling you. 
Yes. It's sometimes it's hard. I I do like some shiny objects, um, but yes, that is that's that's the whole thing. I mean, that's what I talk about. That's why you know creating viral videos. Viral video is a shiny object. It doesn't exist. Um, and you know, if you get a viral video for you, kudos. Give you some claps. May not ever do it again. It's not some some you know easily repeatable or ever duplicatable thing. Um, and yeah, you, with a personal brand, you can't be dealing with shiny object syndrome. You've got to really dig in, know who you're talking to, know where your audience is, know what type of content they're looking for in, in via Google search, SEO, everything, get out there on social media where your ideal audience is and be consistent. A lot of times you will feel like you're speaking to nobody, but, uh, you know, there is a tipping point. Um, if you are being, if you are actually being of service and you are giving good content, if you are giving, that, you know, crap content that nobody wants, no one trusts you, um, you know, the, the the way that you're showing up is is you know sloppy. No, yeah, you have to be button. Your content has to be in the manner in which your ideal client wants to receive it and. Ex- it to be in. If you are showing up and it's really bad videos or, yeah, it, you, 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 I hope that makes sense. But you need to actually show up as you would, um, you know, for a job interview, essentially online. I say that's kind of like my analogy. Um, it, show up how people expect you to be and how your competition is showing up. Exactly. And you have to have a strategy. You have to know what it is that you yes. want to share. You have to be consistent with it. Claire, we are mm-hmm. actually not streaming anymore, but we're still recording. We ran a little bit okay. over, which is fine. But is there anything else okay. you want to share with our audience that, you know, to kind of either recap or that we might have missed before I let you go? I mean, I think we've really talked about all this stuff. You know, own your name, SEO your content, know your audience. Be and, and be where your con your audience ideal audience is. Um, I think that's that's really really key. And a lot of times this it's going to be a um, being really really objective. And sometimes it could be hard being like, wow, I'm I'm showing up. I'm not showing up in the best possible way for my ideal client. I'm actually repelling them by how I'm showing up. You need to be very very realistic with that because I've literally had clients come to me. Um, that have been doing that. And it, it sometimes is a hard thing to tell them, but I have to. Well, and you don't know what you don't know. I mean, you think you're yeah. just keyboarding and you're having a good time or you're making a political point or you're calling somebody out mm-hmm. or better yet, you're not. And then you wonder why people just go, I don't want to deal with that person. She's a jerk. He's a jerk. Yep. I mean, we show mm-hmm. up the way we show up. So find your authentic voice. And if you're really a jerk, you're going to have an audience, no question. might be a smaller audience yeah. than you would like, but we all have our home. You just need to find where yeah. it is and, and be you within reason. Right. <laughs> within reason. <laughs> okay, Claire, thank you so much. Where can people find you? I don't want to let you go before I can tell people how they can either work with you or follow you or find your videos. Where do, you, where do they go? Uh, ClaireBond.com. You'll find um, 
um, all of my blogs and wait, how to get in touch with me if you want to schedule a free consultation. Um, all of that is there on clairebond.com and um, all of my social media and everything. So that's my home on the web. On the web. <laughs> gotcha. So it's Claire Bond, C-L-A-I-R-E-B-A-H-N. Right. Did I spell that wrong? Yeah. Yes. No, that's right. C-A-H-N. Okay. Gotcha. Claire, thank you so much. It's been really fun speaking with you. And I thank you for all of the terrific tips and advice that you shared with our audience, and I hope they'll get in touch with you. So before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us on iTunes, Amazon Prime, believe it or not. I'm also on Audible. And honestly, anywhere else you consume your business podcast, just look for your partner in Success Radio and take us along on your success journey. Claire, thank you so much. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.